0: you're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast the voice for entrepreneurs and small business now onto the show are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now over to your host Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, Anne Marie again with you today with another incredible guest to share her brilliance with you. Did you know that 94% of your customers want to do business with you and 82% of your customers will pay more for better services and relationships? And unfortunately, 40% of your marketing dollars are wasted due to ill informed, demotivated staff, and that can include yourself. And all of this is undermining your promotional promise. Like so how can you turn this around? How can you begin to attract the 94% of customers who want to do business with you and, of course, start attracting the customers who are going to pay you more for your services and for that better relationship? Well, my guest today is going to show you how. Joining me today is Suzanne Talene, and she's from Brand Ascension Group, and she's a brand elevation enthusiast. She's also the author of Brand DNA. She's a national speaker, a trainer, and brand elevation consultant and she helps solo professionals and businesses identify and define their unique brand DNA so that they can position themselves with consistency and distinction from the inside out. And on today's show, Suzanne's going to share how to become your authentic self, how to create an undeniable distinction, and how to build a brand that is bankable. So welcome to the call.
1: Thank you so much, (laughs) Anne-Marie.
0: Look, I think this is certainly a topic that so many ambitious entrepreneurs struggle with. They're involved in so many different aspects of their businesses, which can include sales and operations to admin, many, many hats to juggle this often leaves them believing that I don't have time for branding. So for people who are in this position at the moment, lots of things that they need to do on their to-do list and struggling, what can you recommend that they do so that they are able to focus on this within their business?
1: Well, I agree with you. I think we've got so much on our plate these days that Mm -hmm. we just don't, sometimes we become catatonic because we don't know what direction to go in. I don't know if you've ever felt that, Anne-Marie, but we have so much stimuli in this world these days that, yeah, it's a big problem. And that is probably the biggest excuse that I get from prospects or potential clients that they just don't have the time to sit down and do this sort of work. Well, I go back and I ask them, you know, if you don't have the time to do this, do you have the time to not be successful? Because, you know, what it takes for us to really get a successful business is that we have to carve out time to work on the business Mm -hmm. and not always in it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you preach that as well. But, you know, some simple things and just to really look at your business is what can you outsource? right away? Mm-hmm. What are those little things that you don't need to be making those specific decisions on that you can outsource right away? Where can you get the biggest bang for your buck? And whether it's going through a program and really digging deep and, and getting into the nitty gritty of what you need to figure out to move your business forward, listening to you, Anne-Marie, <laughs> is another great resource to get those tips that they're needing to to take it to the next level. But I want to really impart that it's so important to work as much on your business as you are in it. Because Mm -hmm. one of the three most powerful attributes of a successful solopreneur, solo professional, is being what I call generative. Generative. So it's not generous, but it's generative. And what that means, especially in this day and age, is that we're constantly looking at how we can become more of who we say we are and be the expert. Find that zone of genius, so to speak, mm. and build on and leverage that. Yes. So- that's my point.
0: I think what's really important to recognize is something that you said is that if we continue to put off making time in our calendar and in our schedule, we're never going to find the time to do that. So we really need to, with purposeful, we have become more purposeful in blocking out time so that we can work on our business and not just in it. Because, you know, the facts that I shared this morning that, you know, 94% of customers want to do business, 82% will pay more for business. Better services and relationships. Right. So if we're not building a platform that allows us to show the better services in the relationship, and if we are wasting our marketing dollars because we don't have <laughs> consistency in our brand message, we're doing ourselves and the people whom we, you know, we can serve, a, you know, in, in, in injustice and they don't realize that. So as a small business entrepreneur, then what can they expect to be the biggest challenge in, in getting the branding effort off the ground and so that they can maintain momentum. And I love the way that um, you're going to be sharing this because often, you know, you'll hear someone say, do this, and you'll go, expect to have this and this and this happen, all these successes. But moving forward, this is not just a quick fix. This is really solid business foundations. If you really identify what makes you distinguishable, what makes you unique, you know, of course, we're talking about branding. So I'd love <laughs> for you to share, share more about this.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, you know, branding, I've always talked about branding being a process. It's Mm -hmm. not an event. Like a marketing campaign would be an event where you can, you know, schedule the campaign, you've got the ads going out, and you have a way to track it Mm -hmm. and get your ROI, so to speak. You know, how much money you've spent on it, how much are you making off of it. Branding is so different than that. And in fact, branding becomes first instead of the marketing piece. And this is another big mistake I think that small businesses make is they go right out and they start marketing themselves, but they don't really understand who they are as a brand yet. Mm -hmm. So the question is, what are you really marketing? And I think the hardest thing is, is, is really to take that time to take the deep dive and really map out what I call your core guiding principles, which are your core values of the brand itself. And as a solopreneur, these are your personal values and they have to come through in every single thing that you do. Mm-hmm. And then there's a a piece I call the brand style attributes, which are your personality attributes. And these are things that are really interesting and make you, you. And this can be the the funnest part of building a brand because you really get to land on just these few four or five attributes and define them and really then begin to create the customer experience of who you are and step into those attributes Like you own them. Mm -hmm. Like if someone that knows you really well were to describe you, how would they describe you? And you get to really begin to own that and create that distinction. There's so many different aspects around building the brand. I don't know if you wanna me to piecemeal them out for you. But we can I, Yeah,
0: I love what you just shared there because so many people they do. They think i am hanging out my shingle in my business. Now I'm going to market, market, market and, and try and get clients. And I have even seen business coaches who have said, Don't worry about your branding, just get out there and get clients. And and I <laughs> I am someone who is just passionate about the topic of, of branding, personal branding myself. And for me it's kind of like why would you do that if you don't have a consistent message if you don't know who you are and what makes you unique in the you know marketplace how are you going to market and and attract clients so what are some of the challenges that you see can often be something that that businesses small businesses can experience as they're starting to get the branding effort effort off the, the ground do you see some typical things that that occur
1: as they're getting the branding mm. off the ground, I, I yes. see a lot of things where, you know, they're not really doing what I would call branding and they're doing what I would call more of the marketing sure. piece. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the the big disconnect comes in in my view, that the brand hasn't yet been defined and built. And they're going out and, and creating all these marketing campaigns or they're they're chasing the customer, mm-hmm. so to speak, and they're not even sure what the customer wants. It sounds good at the moment, but six months down the road it's it's not really reaping them the benefits that they want, you know, and they've already spent ten grand a hundred grand on marketing efforts mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for them. so the real question is is you know if you're marketing something, what are you marketing and and take a step back and look at how you can build the brand from the inside out when I say that I mean become more internally driven and really understanding who you are as a brand, especially if you're a solopreneur. I work with middle market size companies as well, but I think we're talking mostly about solo professionals. And when I'm buying your services as a consultant, as a coach, as a speaker, as an agent or broker, whoever you are in in that world... I am buying my relationship with you. You know, I can buy your services almost anywhere in the world now that we have the World Wide Web, right? Yes. What I'm really choosing to do and my decision based on who I think you are, my perceptions, is I'm buying you. So what are those elements that's going to connect me to you? Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest missing piece that we have to discover and get crystal clear on yeah. in order for our marketing to really hone in and create that distinction.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that because so many solo professionals, I call them solopreneurs, same thing. What yeah. they tend to do is, and I don't know if you've seen this happen too. And I, I know because I've seen it happen. And, and some of the people that who have then worked with me have admitted to say, well, that's what I did when I first started, was to look around and see who else is in the space that they're in. And they start to emulate what they're doing because it looks professional, it looks great. And they seem to have, you know, these people seem to have a great following and a great community being built. So what these solopreneurs do is they try and copy, they emulate aspects of what this other person is doing. But this is not authentic because they may not be that particular style or that characteristic. And what ends up happening is you just have, you become a copy brand. And and we know that someone who is trying to be something that is not themselves, they end up internally feeling off brand or, or just not connected to themselves. And it shows, doesn't it? When we are trying to be someone who we are not and try and copy someone in our branding and in our communications and everything that, you know, we do as part of business, it stands out like a sore thumb, doesn't it?
1: Well, it's totally unsustainable. Mm. You know, we we can't be that other person for long because our customers are smart. They're going to see right through our inauthenticities, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And if I can get one point across that I just want to drill into your listeners' heads is that you're going to win at being you, Mm. the best you possible. Nobody else can win at being you. And you can't win at being somebody else. (laughs) You're never going to sustain that. So, and, you know, branding is really, can be super fun. And if you really love what you do, it's going to be even be more fun to take the deep dive and dig in and figure out what are those attributes that make you up as to who you say you are. And then get to define each of those particular attributes. Yes. I mean, specifically define them. So you're totally clear on who you are. And look, cause should I give you an example?
0: Oh, I love it. And I, I love the way that you have just given people permission to be themselves. I think that's <laughs> so important. Don't try and be someone else. Just be the, you know, just be yourself. And once we do that, it releases, you know, so much pressure off because we don't have to put a mask on. So yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about some examples and and, and some of the key things that we need to consider when we're identifying our personal brands.
1: Right. So let me give you an example of one of my personal brand style attributes that I've defined through this process that I've built called Ignite Your Personal Brand Presence Mm -hmm. Program. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of my attributes is inquisitive. And what I mean by that is I've defined it as I have a healthy level of curiosity about life, learning, and living. My constant curiosity keeps me opening doors, trying new things, and consistently evolving towards my greatest potential. I enjoy inquiring with others to help them see possible new ways of approaching problems, solutions, and ways of being. So that is one piece that makes up a part of my personality and who I am. Mm-hmm. And I I really hang my hat on that. I am super inquisitive when I speak and train, I'm very interactive and very experiential. When I coach and I consult, I'm very inquisitive. I'm constantly asking questions, I'm digging down deep. So that's already creating a distinction between me and another person that's in my field. Mm-hmm. See, and mm-hmm. if you if you think about if we develop four, no more than five of these pieces in your your brand personality side, that you could really come up with this whole construct that shapes how you go about, you know, working in your business, working in the community, you know, your relationships with family and friends, because your brand isn't just something that you deal with at work. Your personal brand is is everything about
0: mm-hmm. you. Yes. Yeah. So what do you say on paper, or if you're writing articles, or if you are on a podcast, even when people meet you face to face, their experience right. of you has to have that consistency. And when you've identified these unique qualities in yourself, like you were talking about being inquisitive, you're going to be that way, whether you are showing up online, whether you are showing up on an article or whether you're showing up in person. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, the beauty of this is that there's no stress, right? There's no stress in trying to be somebody else. Yeah, because you that's you're just there. naturally you. <laughs> yeah, and you get to, you know, get to have friendships that are built on this brand that you're you're just so aware of and it's so comfortable for mm-hmm. you and it, you're so authentic in it that things just start flowing well and you start attracting those like-minded presences, so to speak, and clients and friends and colleagues that Understand that, that get that, and mm-hmm. want more of that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think what what often happens, and and please, you know, feel free to share a success or, or feedback on this. When we are so clear on these, you know, brand attributes and strengths and so forth, and when they are all working together like beautiful pieces of a puzzle that you've put together, there's something really magical that occurs. As you said, you start to attract people who resonate with your your message. Your ideal clients end up showing up, and it's by no accident that this happens. It's because you are now showing consistently, you're you're showing up consistently as as who you are. But more importantly, you find that there is this inner confidence that really shines through because so many people who haven't gone through this process or they think that they've identified their personal brand, when you're still this unsure, this unclarity, if there's such a word, they're not clear on, oh, is this really the message or who am I and who am I here to serve? If you've still got questions like this coming up, that means you really haven't done a deep enough dive to understand what is really uniquely you and that's not yet being embraced and then exuded in in, in all of the the branding messages and and how you're showing up. Would you agree? Do you have anything? I'd love to, to hear your thoughts on this.
1: You know, I would agree. And and it's, you know, you call it magical. I think it, it has a lot to do with energy, too, because mm-hmm. of quantum physics says that there's a law of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. And that we when we are super content and confident and we trust how we're showing up, we've. You know, I warn my prospects sometimes in going into my personal brand presence program that they're going to fall back in love with who they are Mm. because this is it just brings everything to the surface into that level of consciousness that we feel now that we do have that permission to step into that and not only stepping into it, but we get to leverage it. We get to really, you know, put the stake in the ground and say, this is who I am. And I'm making these sorts of decisions in my life because this is who I am. And it feels so good Mm -hmm. to do that. And we get to even fire clients. We get to say, you know, I don't think this is a good match then maybe I'll give you a few other names to, to go check out because yes. we get to choose who we want to work with mm-hmm. and who we don't want to work
0: with. Yeah. Unfortunately, some people think that uh, personal branding or branding is really for larger corporations, but From what you're saying today, the experiences that we can create are so unique and so powerful. I think that, you know, every single business, even solopreneurs, we can be far more purposeful and build deeper connections than some of these real huge organizations can, because they've got multiple people obviously communicating and, you know, their brands and so forth. But if we've got someone listening today that does think, look, branding and doing all this really is for more the medium or, or larger businesses. What would you have to say to them?
1: Well, that's a common misconception mm. for sure. You know, but regardless of the size of your business, large or small, or if you're B2B or C2, B2C, it really doesn't matter because branding is for all businesses. And here's why. There's one common denominator that all businesses share. And that is just the, simply the human element right? We're talking to, we're dealing with human beings. So you think about that connection, we're always connecting and we have to create a, a, I would say with the solo professional side, we get to control the brand. That's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. We have total and absolute control. We're the CEO of our lives with businesses. Like you said, it's bigger. It's a, a little bit more tricky to get all to enlist, equip and engage your employees all on one team. Mm. It's done. And I do it all the time. It takes longer, but with the personal brand, it's, it's so important because you get to make those decisions and you're connecting with people on a day-to-day basis, people that are deciding whether or not to do business with you. And you get to make, create a perception that you've constructed based on who you think you are in, in, in that is all in a part of your brand DNA. Mm. And so I'm not sure if I answered your question or yeah, not, but... no,
0: it is. And and, and I think for, for us who are in, in smaller practices, and, and as you say, you know, you're, we're the CEO of our lives and our business, which is, I love, we can be far more purposeful. And it, because mm-hmm. we show up again, we don't need to put on a mask or anything like that. And we really understand, you know, for me, knowing my personal brand, it even helps me determine which events that I'm going to speak at, which magazines I'm going to, you know, send my articles to who I do joint ventures with, because my personal brand is really an indicator. And and if some of these JV opportunities don't have kind of the same values as as I do, I know that that's that's not really a a place where I want to hang out. So for me, my personal brand helps me make decisions in business as well. Do you find that, that that happens for you too?
1: constantly. And the name of the game is if, you know, building your brand is not just about doing all this due diligence and work and putting it on paper and then filing it away in a binder, or maybe it's on the 26th page of your, your website, you never look at it again. Mm. It has to be that conscious effort That you're defining as who you are and you've got to look at these attributes and read these definitions and and those other pieces to the DNA process. But it has to be in front of you for weeks and weeks and weeks until you actually can step into that and stop being what I would call externally driven Mm. and become more internally driven. So when you're externally driven, we're impacted by all of these things that happen to us from the external environments, right? And we're a little bit more, we succumb to more drama based on what's happening out there. Mm -hmm. And it could be anything, but when we're internally driven, because we're confident, we're content, we're sure, we know, we feel powerful, then we're making decisions based on our brands, right? Our core values, what is true for us. And that's when the magic happens that we were talking about earlier.
0: Mm, yeah. And then even as solopreneurs, you know, we, we obviously can't do everything ourselves. And one of the things that you said, which is really important at the, the, the beginning of the interview today, was that we need to start outsourcing staff. We need to get team to support us so that we can start to, to really start working on our business. Now, our personal brand and the qualities and the values and so forth can also determine the type of team that we hire. Who are the people that we introduce to start working with us? And I have heard of some pretty disastrous hires, unfortunately, because the particular staff member didn't fit in with the personal brand and the experience that a solopreneur was trying to create. So it impacts every aspect of our business, I think. Do you think that too?
1: It is. Told, I talk about the gestalt of- of the business, whether you're a solo professional or a solopreneur or you know a middle market size company, mm-hmm. you're right. Every single thing we do contributes to or takes away from the value perception of the brand. And a big part of that, I'm working with two clients right now that that have employees that are having these major aha moments around, wow, we can now take these core values we just created for ourselves and we can actually put them into the onboarding process in mm-hmm. the interviewing process, right? And mm-hmm. it to ensure that they're getting those types of people that fit that particular mission and vision and, and brand promise overall. Yeah. It's phenomenal how how this is still kind of overlooked. This branding piece is overlooked so often Mm -hmm. in businesses, but I'm happy because I'm in business doing this business (laughs) because it gives me clients, but it's just amazing how easy this can actually be and how powerful and impactful it could be for your business. Yeah,
0: you're going to love this, Suzanne. I recently worked with a, a team of accountants. They came from one particular practice, and we were looking at their archetypes around money. You know, their characteristics around money. So we did an assessment, and it is based on a lot, a lot on values. Every single one of these people in the team, and I think there were about ten people in in, in this workshop, were all all had the characteristics of nurturer. So values were very much about being supportive, being influential, really extend. Obviously in their hiring process had a number of key things that enabled them to attract that type of team member. And that's why their business was doing so, so well. And that's the kind of thing that that can really happen. And you get one team member or maybe more who doesn't fit into that and the core values of your organization. It really does show up. But on the upside, if you really are are on purpose in that way, you know, you can have a, top, a strong team that can really continue to, uh, yeah, to live and give that experience of, of your core, you know, core brand. So right, right. I can talk about this topic all day and I know we've really tweaked the interest of people and maybe they haven't gone through the a personal branding process or maybe they need to revitalize theirs. How can they get in contact with you to find out more about your program?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's brandascension.com. And under the brand DNA tab, there's a drop down that says solopreneurs. And then that'll cascade out to the right. And uh, I've got a program called Solopreneur Personal. Well, it's a personal brand mastermind group program. It's actually, I'm getting ready to kick off it globally. I've been doing it for two years here in lo- my local environment. But I'm looking for people who feel like they want to go through a step-by-step turnkey process to help them flush this out. And we're going to be doing it online. It's a coaching program. It's self-directed as well with a workbook that's downloadable. And it's just going to be extremely impactful.
0: Fantastic. And so we'll put all of the details to your website and your contact details on the show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming on the show again today, Suzanne. This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart too. So I've really loved being able to to talk about this further with you today.
1: Yes. You know, 30 minutes never does it justice because no. it's so big. <laughs> so <laughs> it is. Anytime you want to come back on, I, we can do a whole segment on differentiators, right? Oh, we can yeah,
0: do whole, like, absolutely. God, so, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Suzanne. you go. Personal brand, even if you're a solopreneur, is so important if you want to differentiate yourself from everyone else. But not only that, really start to attract your ideal client who's going to value what you do and what you offer and the clients who you know you're going to be able to do your best work with. So if this is the first time you've listened to the show, welcome. We're honored that you could spend this time with us. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. You can do that by going to the show notes, www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com com forward slash AES one three five. And while you're there, click through on the link that says subscribe to our iTunes channel. And while you're there, why not rate the show and leave us an aha moment. What are you going to do? One action step to ensure that you have really defined and are using your personal brand. And of course, make contact with Suzanne, she's got lots more to share. Until next week, have a fantastic week. Bye for now.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.